The Sharks fall to the Florida Panthers, 3-1, to one, in what can only be described as a chore of a game to watch. <laughs> uh, myself and Dana May will be breaking all of this down and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show, come join the conversation and follow us on all of the social media pages. That being out in the YouTube chat, on X, Instagram, Facebook. I, I can I can never get this one. It's like Reels <laughs> or something. <laughs> Threads. There we go. Reddit, <laughs> Discord, uh, all of the shenanigans on TikTok and everything else at DealTownUSA.com. Come support the pod over at Venmo at DealTownUSA or on the Super Chat donation. That always helps out. And again, it's uh, for the fans, by the fans. And uh, let's get into it. Um, Dana, it's good to be with you. And uh, you know, we 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 are here Me again. Too. <laughs> We're here again talking about a shark's loss. We are yet sure again. Are. Yeah. But if anyone's having any insomnia, you don't need an Ambien. Just watch a Sharks Florida game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just break it down. I mean, you <laughs> you kind of highlighted to me earlier on in in our in our chats like it's it it's all unbearable to watch you know the first you know yeah. the first period and a half was just pure goalie play so if you're really into goalie play then yeah. maybe you had fun it was fine it was like i don't blame anything on blackwood <laughs> what is it with me and like uh i guess every time i'm on after dark blackwood's gonna have a heroic effort that i guess i don't know about this i'm being heroic but um good very good um he gave the sharks a chance to win you know and i don't have anything like horrible to say about the sharks play but i don't have that much good to say either um, really my strongest opinions, uh, in terms of this game are about the refs. And even then it's just sort of the usual, like, uh, you know, that wasn't the whole, like, oh, they, you know, they're the, I guess you'll dive into this, but the whole light like, call against Burroughs. And then it's like, oh, maybe the ref realizes, oh yeah, no, I don't think that was really a trip. Okay. I got to figure out something to, uh, you know, send Florida to the box for like, um, just that's like that's the most interesting thing i have to say yeah no i mean you know you, you we're at kind of a loss for words here and that's just because you know for a game that had you know let's look at this a, you know a more than 60 shots on goal it just it, it just seemed really dry it I didn't mean, feel like it it really didn't feel like it yeah. it felt like you know, both teams were playing a defensive type posture game. And when you got into the, their own zone, they were turtling up. Then you got these perimeter shots. And 
you know, maybe a little bit of strong forechecking. I mean, at times it seemed like the Sharks could forecheck a little bit, get the puck back and mount, Mm -hmm. um, you know, mount a little bit of a, of a pressure of a pressure. Um, but you know, still, I mean, being outshot nine to 15 in the first period, you know, coming back out in the second and being, you know, outshot 10 to 12 and then coming back in the third and, you know, out shooting nine to eight, but just overall, just kind of a lackluster effort with, with the shot selection, kind of a lackluster effort mm-hmm. with really trying to get dangerous shots. I mean, I saw Bear Bonoff playing well, so I mean, that's good, but he got ended up, you know, coming off yeah. late in the third. I thought Zetterlin played well, uh, Eki, um, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, Always. the guys that you wanted to see, you know, play well, the youngins, they played, I think they played well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's something to talk about. Eklund had chef's kiss uh, pass to, sorry, I don't have my post-its with me. Spoiler alert. I had one and a half post-its and they weren't that interesting. Um, to Zetterland. Oh my God. The, who had yeah, the goal? To, yeah. To Zetterland <laughs> on the power play. <laughs> the power play goal. Said that. Yeah. No, I just remember it for the Eklund pass and I'm like, yeah. Like this is this is what we have him for. Um, so it's good to see he's coming through. Like I feel like, hey, like it could be worse. Like that's really how I feel about this game. Like it could it could have been worse. It could have been a lot better. But um, yeah, like they said on the broadcast, like this was the Sharks' best game, <laughs> and still nothing. Like it yeah. was their least bad game. I think is how I would put it. Yeah, but Colorado I- was good. Yeah, no, I mean, Colorado, I think, was good. Uh, again, another strong effort by, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood. So really keeping, you know, the Sharks in it, um, you know, and, and when he plays, you know, every time I see him on the ice, he just he looks like a guy who wants to prove himself and a guy who wants to be a number mm-hmm. one. And when I see Capo Kakanen out there, I don't see that right now. You know, I see a guy who is still kind of unsure of himself, kind of unsure of his technique. And right now, I like the option of Mackenzie Blackwood being being the number one for the Sharks. And I know the team has been looking for an heir apparent, you know, for goaltending, it, it seems like since... I mean, even Niemi wasn't, you know, wasn't a solution, right? So it seems like since Nabby, that stability has just not <laughs> been in the there. Next. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so maybe Blackwood will turn into that. I would hope. But I think this is what you kind of got to do is you've got to you've got to cycle through goaltenders and especially goaltenders with stuff to prove. I think that that's how you can get the most out of, of, of goaltenders, um, especially with the way in which the Sharks play defense or lack thereof. You got to have a guy who is wanting to see a lot of pucks, a guy who is fundamentally sound and, you know, looking for the ability to steal a number one net. Um, and, and, you know, I like I like what Mackenzie Blackwood is doing, and I and I think you had said it had had said it early on. None of these goals that were scored on him were, you know, were his fault, and in nothing, you know, he he played well. You know, he was moving laterally very well, tracking the puck very well. Um, 
but you know we'll we'll just kind of get into it into this into that second period the sharks you know do open end up uh opening the scoring after being outplayed for what seemed like a period and a half um you know they come in and score at 8:30 and it's Fabian Zetterland uh on the power play his second of the season Eklund and Bordalo with the assists so the baby the baby sharks getting the uh getting the points there and yes we all make our baby shark do uh, do do noises um but you know again you want to see the growth in the in the in the youngins you're seeing you know some creativity um and you're you're going to um, really see some growth from those guys. And, and again, I think when we're looking at a team that is this bad, you have to pick out the positives. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. You know, when the, when the youngins had it in, um, it was a very ad hoc type play. Um, but you kind of, you kind of dig the way that they they brought it in off the rush. Dana, what did you see on the power play that you really liked? I thought you said something about um, Eki and Bortolo having um, good uh, chemistry there. Um, Yeah, I guess I didn't bring up Bortolo, but for sure I kind of forgot that he also assisted on that goal. Um, I mean, they seemed really in it. Like, I've been surprised. I guess the Sharks' power play numerically hasn't been good at all, but, like... I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, they, that that's the one area where I think they're sort of adjusting to not having, uh, EK 65. Someone in the chat said, sorry, Denver Doyle, think the team is still getting used to life without EK 65. It shows. Um, but Hey, I mean, at least if the young guys are doing well, like they're learning, um, and yeah, they're, they're, trying new things <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i mean we had a couple of questions um you know or and a couple of of uh comments like um mikey you know saying you know blackwood came to play or um you know jim in florida asking you know is there really uh, a number one goaltender if you never win a game and i think these are all fair comments to bring up um but I think what I would say is of the games in which Mackenzie Blackwood has played, his physicality, the I think the way in which the team plays in front of him, I think they just play with a little bit more of a of a free type game and, and I wonder if it's a confidence thing. Um, but it just, he mm-hmm. just seems like, yeah, Kakanen has some nervous energy sometimes, right? Yeah, I was just, That's you know, that was where exactly well. where I was going just, with that. And Blackwood seems more confident, like some happens he can shake it off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so I think the team feeds off of that. And for Kapo Kakanen, you know, one thing I, I would really stress to him would be to, you know, to get his game quiet. Um, you know, to, to move, um, with more efficiency instead of being more, more of a scrambly type goaltender, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, when he's out there, he seems like he kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Jonathan quick and the way he goes into the butterfly very quickly, but his, but his movement efficiency, I think is better than quicks where quick kind of just went into the butterfly with re- reckless abandon. And that's what ended up shooting his hips, 
you know, for the long run. I think McKenzie gets into the butterfly maybe a, a skosh slower, but you can see his efficiency of movement is, is really, um, I think it's better. And I think that it looked... Um, it looks more confident than than Kapokakinen, who who seems like he needs to take an extra stride, or he seems like he needs to take a, you know, an extra leg kick or something to to try to, um, you know, get into position. So, again, I think when I'm looking at a goaltender, yes, I look at wins for sure, um, but I also look at the way in which he moves and the way in which, um, you know, they they kind of attack the the net you know insofar as in their starts and the way in which you know they attack the crease you know and they come out and they you know, work their angles so again i'm just seeing from what i've seen so far mackenzie blackwood to me is the early the early favorite um but i you know again i could be i could be wrong nobody's won a game so they're you know people are absolutely right <laughs> Um, you know, if you don't win a game, you, you know, you don't deserve to be a number one, but of, of the losses that we've seen, I think, I, I think I've seen Mackenzie Blackwood play better. Yeah, I, I, I think the numbers would agree. Um, as would I, um, but I mean, yeah, like it's a, I, the, the, the silver lining of not having any ambitions, um, or delusions of grandeur is, we don't really have to worry about who the number one goalie is. Like if someone emerges and really makes a statement and is like, look, I am the clear, better option. Great. Um, we're in no rush. You know what I mean? Like goaltending is kind of the least of the sharks problems. Um, so what do you think is yeah, the sharks? I mean, it's, it's been weird. Right what? That is a good question. Um, Effort from the main guys, honestly. I feel like I, I, the kids are a lot more visible, um, which is good, but, and like, I don't know what's going on with Vlasic, some kind of personal, I, I don't know, about him getting um, scratched tonight, which like, as far as on ice play makes sense and has made sense for a while, but I can understand why coaching staff is has been apprehensive to bench him even when he probably deserved it because it's like he's a veteran you don't want to disrespect him but like I don't know um no I mean you're you're going along in the right direction I I, I think I also see that the kids bring a little bit more juice every night. Um, you know, I looked at a guy like Jan Ruda, who I was praising his defensive defensiveness, you know, previous games, but tonight looked slow and, you know, looked like a guy who was, you know, kind of a passenger. Um, Tomas Hurdle mm -hmm. took some good steps tonight. I liked the way in which he played in the faceoff. I liked his forechecking. Um, I thought mm -hmm. Kevin LeBanc, you know, played a decent game. Right, right. Oh my God, they finally played him. I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't watch the last game, but um, did they play him last game? They they he had played, I think, before. Ah, okay. I just, if I were him, you know, I would be just so done with the Sharks. Like, he could have traded me forever ago. Um, 
it's like crazy to think he's still here, but hey, he's still young, <laughs> even though it feels like he's been here forever. He, uh, what, like 27? Um, so I guess like mid-career by hockey player standards, but, you know, hey, you know, maybe he could become more of a presence. I don't know. It just feels like no coach has ever really had confidence in him. And as fans, we've just always been kind of scratching our heads because, like, sometimes he does things that warrant benching. But, you know, we've always felt like if he just gets to play a little bit more and has a little bit more of a leash, like, again, we we have no delusions of danger. There's, there's no cup on the line, you know? No, no, but... You know, for a guy who's on an expiring, co well, a guy who's got one more year left on his contract, but a guy who you're trying to showcase, like Ian mm -hmm. um, Reed had said, you know, why tank his yeah. value? You know, why why artificially tank his value? And and again, if you're trying to get some more assets and you're trying to move on from him as a player, then you know, get him some more playing time and and get him the ability to showcase what he can do, and that way. You know, when it comes time, you're able to get some assets for him. Um, we'll quickly go through the rest of the game. In the second period, uh, Carter Verhage gets um, the the game scored at 9.48, and that came um, on a rest shot, even strength, when that one was kind of the pisser, right? You, you, you thought, you know, the... The game, the the goal that they would eventually give up next on the power play was kind of inevitable, but the one that tied it up really was a cheapie, and really was the Sharks not paying attention in their own zone, giving it up, um, and and the, you know, Kachuk and and Listerine and coming in and and getting the assist there, but Kachuk really doing the yeoman's work in the corner and getting the puck out and. Again, if you are lollygagging in your own zone, you know, Matthew Kachuk is going to come over and, you know, take your lunch, you know, and he did it. And, you know, again, the Sharks, they're going to learn. Um, but again, like I said before, their defensive zone is just a mess right now. Um, and we've continually talked about it over and over and over again. But, you know, still, you still see the same things. Um, Sam Reinhart would get uh, would get uh, the Florida Panthers on top, uh, two to one at fifteen twenty three, and that was the power play goal. That's his seventh of the season. Ekman Larson and Rodriguez getting the assists there, and then in the third period, um, you had the empty net goal, uh, and that uh, was from uh, Stunlin, uh, and that came at um, nineteen fifty eight. And that's when the Sharks had the goaltender pulled. But let's talk about that third period and that third period power play that the Sharks had. I mean, Dana, when you got, when they got the puck and, and when they got that power play awarded uh, very late, I mean, I'll, I'll all of about tuned out and turned off the game because it's a continual... It's a continual narrative with this team that... Mm -hmm. In the big moments, whether it be in the beginning of periods, the end of periods, or getting power plays at critical moments in the game, this team for the last three seasons plus has not been able to execute. And I don't know if that's just because of a lack of personnel or if it's because it's gripping the stick too hard 
or a combination of both. But, you know, at some point... Yeah, I mean, at some point they're gonna they're gonna have to come back and and really focus on the power play very granularly, and they're gonna have to maybe dumb it down. Maybe the system is too, you know, too much, too intricate. I don't know, but I, I at at this point when you get a late power play, I I almost you like you had said last year, can you forfeit it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of shocking to see when it's a six on four and doesn't look different. Um, it's easy to forget they're even on the power play. Like it doesn't seem like they play or there's not, not like a huge difference between how they play when they literally have an extra person or two. Um, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And like, yeah, uh, just adjusting to not having EK65 literally holding the power play's hand through the entire year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, it's it's life without EK, it's life without Henry Thrun, who they took out the, um, you know, who they took out and they put down into the, uh, into the minors. Um, upsetting, upsetting. Oh, it's, it's really upsetting because... You know, I I thought that this team was on the trajectory of full rebuilds. We're going to really focus and pay attention upon the young players. The young players are going to get more opportunities than not. I understand that you want to have players fight for positions. But if you have mediocre players that you go out and you sign, and I'm sorry, but Matt Benning is not good and is not, you know, you know, more than a third pairing defenseman at best on a Stanley Cup winning team. He's probably yeah. more like a seventh defenseman and he's going to be trotted out on your second pairing or your first, depending upon the personnel movement, is just ridiculous. And I love a face puncher as next as the you know as much as the next guy, but I I don't understand why we've we've got one on the blue line. I I, I just yeah put Muka Madulin up or or we don't bring. Have anyone... I just where's Chichek? Right, Chichek or I'm like, oh yeah, he's. To... I'm sorry, guys. I don't really follow the Barracuda as much as I should, but like, yeah, they have guys. It's like I almost forget. I'm like, who's even? Who do we have to replace Benning? Oh wait, we have tons of people. You know who like they might not have as much like NHL experience, but like they have to learn. Like, how are you going to have a team in two, three, four years? You expect free agents to sign and just fill all the spots magically? Like, guys used to want to sign in San Jose. I don't think they do anymore, at least not the big names. Like, I think, I think San Jose right now, Dana, is a destination in which 
you're looking to recla- rec- reclamate your your reputation. Yeah. You're looking to have a bounce bounce back season on a poor team that you know can highlight you know what you can do. Yeah, um, actually, that encapsulates like every single signing in the last year and a half. So yeah, yeah. makes sense. And, and you and, think and, like that gives motivation, you know, individually, but as a team, maybe not. No, I mean, I'm just, you know, Anthony Duclair completely invisible tonight. I mean, Luke Cunning, I don't know what the hell he's doing on this team anymore. I mean. Like I said, Jan Ruda, bad, real bad game. I mean, Kyle Burrows, like I said, I love me a face face masher, but do we really have to have one on the blue line? I I, I just, I mean, Ty Embersome, you know, the guy that we picked up on waivers, he looked decent. Um, And, and you know, Mario Ferraro and Kanijov, I mean, those... You know, out of you know those three, I, you know, I feel like are, are pieces that you that you think are are pieces that you would want to continue to have going forward. But again, I come back to Matt Benning, Kyle Burrows. Again, I'm, I don't know that Mika Ohataku. I mean, I, I don't know. He's on a conditioning stint. Um, so acquired via trade, um, conditioning loan. Sorry, I just, I, I just, I don't know what we're doing here. I, I, I really don't. It feels like we've got one foot in and one foot out, and it feels like I'd rather see a team full of just young upstarts and guys who are just trying to prove it versus a team of no name and fringe NHLers at at this point. Yeah. Gosh, I always try and find, you know, something to kind of, um, I don't know, be happy about or, like, make the after dark fun and playful somehow. And like I said, guys, I literally had one like one and a half post-its, nothing that interesting on them. Um, Even though like it wasn't like at least, I'm not saying I wish the Sharks played like horribly, but at least when it's one of those games, I'm amped up. I can hop on here and like, we'll rant, you know, the like at least we're all collectively feeling emotion. Um, And I just, I just don't feel anything. It's just like, eh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're we're teetering between, um, you know, ap- uh, apathetic and and this, you know, the, watching sharks games becoming an actual chore. And I never thought I would hear myself ever say yeah. that. Um, I know. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a ninety. You know, I was you know I'm a ninety four. You know, that was my first game, 95, whatever it was. You know, I, this is my this is my team. And this is our team. And um, it's just really difficult to, to watch the team in this era 
and watch the team mm-hmm. watch the team with a lack of cohesion a lack of of a game plan and and seeing a bunch of of guys out there on the ice just looking for you know looking for cookies and yeah just to sorry if i might respond to uh the chat talking about uh tanking and and we've got some tankers um i always talk about like you want to be fun bad you can still be at the bottom of the league but have it be because you have more experienced younger players um, who are maybe have a supporting cast of (laughs) a few fringe older NHL players, but like there's progress being made in that case. Um, Also, I'm just not team tank really like ever, like, um, you know, to an extreme degree, like probably at the end of last season was as close as you'll ever see me to that. Um, Celebrini, Seems lovely, but, um, you know, even if you're the worst, it doesn't necessarily get you the top pick. And I just, I, I, uh, you know, I got to hop on a after dark every two weeks or so and like talk about the game so you can understand why I'm not going to just be like, oh, good. They lost, you know, like I want to watch something. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and again, I mean, people people bringing up, you know, tanking and losing is good and and all of this, but like you said, you know, a number one overall is not guaranteed. I mean, I think we saw last year. Look at the Oilers. Yeah. What have they done? Yeah. I guess a conference. Okay, they've done some in the playoffs, but like, you would think a player like McDavid, which oh, surely they'd have a cup within ten years. Been eight years, guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and but so. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, like, even if your sharks do end up with you know the best odds, so so Lebroni, you know, Sabani or whatever you want to, whatever is pronounced. Celebrini, I think. Celebrini. Yeah. Hey, yeah. they could uh, flip our logo over upside down. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Aaron Jack <laughs> saying. One part of the lottery that made me smile. I mean, but like, like right here, I mean. Aaron, Aaron brings it up. Chicago got Bedard. And look, I don't want to say that <laughs> we're... <laughs> look, I'm not going to say we're conspiracy theorists. <laughs> but I've been a Sharks fan long enough to know that if it smells kind of funky... It probably means that we're getting the short end of the stick on something. And I... It just sucks because I feel like Bedard would have been great here. I mean, I know everyone would say that about their team, but like just to inject some excitement back into... Yeah. Solves a lot of problems. Again, every team wanted Bedard. Um, I mean, I was was happy with Fantilli. We don't need to go into it, but... I wanted, huh? I mean, I would have been happy with Fantilli. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure I don't, I don't want any of this to hang over Will Smith's head, you know, um, that, oh, we wish that he were someone else. Obviously he's, he's a bit away. He's from, you know, making it to the NHL. Um, I hope that we can all keep an open mind about him, but yeah, it's going to be hard to, to shake off the, the feeling of 
disappointment that we as fans feel. And yeah, here we are rehashing the draft lottery um, because the game was just that boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we look at, I, I think we have to look at the, the previous cup winners and the way in which they did it. I mean, Vegas was pretty ruthless in its acquiring of players, um, you know, and, and maybe that's the way in which you got to be. Um, but I also I think look free like, agents really like signing there. Guys wanted to be there. Um, but so they had I that going what, for them. I look at Colorado and I look at how the sustained success that they've had and what was it? I mean, it was four years of drafting pretty well. I mean, it was, it was ranting in and, you know, it was per, first it was, um, it was, um, Oh my God, Nathan McKinnon. But then, you know, it goes from Nathan McKinnon to Mikko Rantanen to, um, you know, the Kale McCarr. Um, and, and, and so they really did a good job in the way in which they drafted and really hit on their first rounders. I think. Eki... Yeah, they never had an, I mean, they got McKinnon, you know, number one, 10 years ago, but you remember they're absolutely like, horrible like worst team ever season um i think what that was like patrick 2017 2018 or something one of the patrick was yeah yeah they did get number one overall after that but they did a good job supporting their young guys i mean i guess they had drafted kale mccarr the previous year so that helps but um you know they were in the the absolute dumpster and they won a cup what I can't do math. Um, four years later? No. No. Yeah, so it seems like you've got to have one superstar player, one and one generational player. You gotta link those two up. So and and one Uber defenseman. And I think that that's kind of you know, you have that trifecta yeah. and you build around that. And that's why you kind of think, well, Edmonton, ah, you know, why haven't they didn't they... build around it? Yeah. Yeah, I just realized actually Colorado's terrible season was 2016, 2017. Then they got uh, Kale McCarr at fourth. And then there was that whole drama in Philly like a few years ago where like, let <laughs> me go into that. I don't know if you guys remember where it was like, oh, well, I, uh, Bobby Clark, I want to say, was like, oh, well, I told them all to to draft Kimmel Carr, and they drafted Nolan Patrick. and um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, A0. Talking about two, drafts from years ago. That, sorry, that's our cue to wrap. Yeah, right. A012345, if we were betting on the Sharks to win the Cup through drafting, we'll be waiting for a long time. And I think I think that that's kind of the key message, is I think we're going to be waiting a but little it's, bit. But it's an essential piece. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you had said it. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up and uh, let's put it to bed and, uh, you know, try and salvage what we can from this evening and uh, go from there. So (laughs) in case you missed it and you want to check us out again, check us out on the YouTube Rewind or on your podcatcher of choice, that being the Apple podcast, the Google Play Store the 
YouTube Rewind, aforementioned, <laughs> SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Audacity, and always on TealTownUSA.com. And again, it was lovely to be joined by you, Miss Dana May. Um, I would love to get your final thoughts and where the people can get find you. Oh gosh, final thoughts. Um, TBD. <laughs> we'll see. I'll watch next game. Then I'll let you know. Um, well, one final thought I yeah. have for you. Awesome bobbleheads. Thank you. Yeah. I Maybe we need to lower this a little bit or like sh shift it. But uh, yeah. Um, and I don't know if anyone can spot the John Carlson bobblehead up here. <laughs> he's he's hanging. If, if uh, I'm on an after dark playing the caps, I'll take it down. Um, but yeah, my husband used to live in Washington. He went to one game. He had a bobblehead. So, yep. <laughs> Everyone else is a shark, though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm at Eric Landy, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-D-I, across all of the social media garbage. And as far as my final thoughts go, um, guys, just make it interesting. You know, don't make it a chore to watch your games. Um, you know, let's 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 get some enthusiasm going. Let's. I know we haven't won yeah. yet. Try Michigan. Why but, not? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, with that, I think sure. we're going to end it up for the evening. So as we like to end, as always, from all of us, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. And thank you. And we will catch you after the next game. And uh, if you haven't already, like and subscribe. Thanks, everybody. And have a great one.